0: Praise God, praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Pastor Mike here. Why don't we go right to prayer? We have a lot to cover today. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we just praise you. Just magnify thy most glorious name, O Lord, and pray in the name of Jesus Christ, O Lord God, that Holy Spirit will minister to each and every single listener that would be here with us today, O Lord, in the name of Jesus, O Lord. Have your way. Speak to our hearts, O Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I give this time and this space entirely over to you to take it where you will, oh Lord God, for your honor and your glory and your praise. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God, praise God. As I said, we have a lot to cover today, and I want to get on a subject matter that is so important to all of us Christians, uh, and whatnot, as far as our Christian walk with the Lord and and being able to to benefit from His presence, in order to benefit from His presence. Um, As children of God, we, we all want to be in God's presence, at least you should want to be, you should desire to be in His presence at all times, and there is an increasing hunger A need for God in our lives today. I mean, not only in the lives of Christians, but there's a need for God in the lives of even those who right now are unbelievers, okay? Uh, Just because they don't believe doesn't mean that there is not a God, and God is still their God, whether or not they accept Him as God. God is God, okay? God is the God over the believer, God is God over the unbeliever also, even though the unbeliever. Um, does not believe it and cannot benefit from from uh, um, God being God, and God who say, who He says He is, and um, and and even though that those that do not know God, uh, uh, those folks they, they they are still searching, you know you know for something to fill that void that is in their lives, you know, and as unbelievers, people that are searching, they try to fill the void that's in their lives, you know, with drugs or. Alcohol uh, multiple women multiple men and so forth like that and all sorts of other sundry things that to to replace that emptiness that void That's in their lives, but really what they need is God Okay, and of course we Christians all need God and for us Christians the hunger for God is more of a hunger It's more of a hunger for an experience with God Okay, we hunger for an experience with God. and That's what we're going to talk about here today the more a person knows Of God the more he desires to know him okay the more a person knows of God the more he wants to know him that is to really have a personal relationship with him to come to know him Um, God is omnipresent you know we we all know that we've all said that God is omnipresent and his presence is always with us no matter what you say or do he's always with us but we have this desire to experience him in some way when we talk about experiencing the presence of the Lord we are talking about the realization, okay, the realization of God's presence around us and with us, of perceiving His presence and being conscious of Him, okay, being conscious of Him, okay. The same way you are conscious of the fact that you're hearing my voice, or if you're looking at the video, looking at this video, you're conscious of that. Our our realization of God is our ability to perceive Him on a conscious level, not on a subconscious thought level, but on a conscious level to be aware of Him and to Realize that He's there. When we talk about experiencing the presence of the Lord, we are really talking about the, again the realization of abiding in God's presence, of being able to perceive His presence, and becoming consciously aware of Him. All right. Now, it's a matter of increasing our awareness of His presence. God is around us, so so this topic today is us us realizing and being able to perceive His presence all around us. Amen? Now, it's not a matter of God needing to increase His presence. Okay, let me repeat. It's not a matter of God needing to increase His presence around you. It's a matter of us or you increasing your awareness of His presence. Okay, Mm -hmm. Let let me repeat that. It's not a matter of God needing to increase His presence around us. Okay, it's a matter of us being able to increase our awareness, our perception of His presence around us. That's what we're talking about. Okay, that's what we really mean here. We have been Christians for many years, but but many uh, have. But how many have we? How much have we really, really longed for the direct knowledge and experience of God? All right, we all ask for personal blessings, but how much do we understand about our desire for God Himself? Okay? Many times we ask, oh, Lord, bless me for this, I need finances for that, or whatever, my wife, my children, my husband, my in-laws, or whatever the prayers may be, we ask for those things. But how much do we really think about asking for an increased awareness, an increased uh, a, a realization of God's presence that is around us, okay? of knowing God himself, of realizing that God is there? Okay? This is why Moses asked of God in, Genesis, in Exodus 33. He said, Lord, show me your glory. Show me your glory. And it's an interesting read. Go to Exodus 33. Now, as much as Moses had been with the Lord and had seen his miracles and everything, Moses still wanted to know, know him personally and, to, and to, to know what his glory, to know what God looked like, his, his presence. It, Moses obviously had heard from God. He, had, he, he followed miracles and so forth. We're worked, you know, but God said, Lord, show me your glory. Amen. Show me your glory. All right? and, and, and what about during worship times in church? Okay, what about in worship times? We all want to experience God's presence when we worship. Okay? You have praise and worship in your, ser- in your church, I'm sure, Okay, before the service starts, and we're all singing wonderful songs and music to the Lord. We're standing there with hands held, and we're praising Him, and we're worshiping Him. Worshiping him you know? How many want to experience God's presence during that worship time? Okay? Do we usher in God's presence during our worship service? All right, let me repeat that now, because this is an important question. Do we usher in God's presence during the service? Okay. Well, okay. We don't actually usher in, or we don't actually bring in God's presence by our music, or our worship, or our prayers. Okay. Okay. We do not usher in or bring in God's presence when we're doing our praise and worship services. All right. Bringing in, if we say that we're ushering in, bringing in uh, suggests that we. That we, that we ourselves have the power and that we are the primary participants in the worship service. Okay. And we say we're going to bring in God. That means it's us participating. We are the ones that are actually bringing God in. Okay. And that our actions, and that our actions determine whether or not the omnipresent God of the universe is there in our service or not. Okay. So we think that if we get up there and we have a tremendous band, you know, or maybe it's just a soulless, one musician or whatever like that. I've seen many churches with just one musician, you know, and the boy boy and the praise is so mighty and worship there. The praise and worship is so mighty and awesome and so powerful, you know, and we think that we're going to get together and praise and we're going to usher in and that we are the ones, we are the primary participants in that worship service to bring in God. And, 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 and the, the extent of our, of our participation, if you will, in praise and worship is going to be responsible of whether or not God actually shows up in response. okay? The truth of the matter is is that God is already there. okay? When you gather in that sanctuary or wherever you're holding church, if it's in your home, Thanks to COVID or whatever it may be, you know, it, it, wherever you are at that time that you're gathering together. Remember, Jesus said, wherever two or more gathered in my name, I am there in, in, the, in the midst. Amen. amen. So, so so, the truth of the matter is that God is already present in your sanctuary, wherever that might be. God is the primary participant in our worship services, not us. God is the primary participant in our worship services. Our role, saints of God, our role is simply to respond Okay? Okay? So let that change your thinking a little bit. Let that change your thinking. Okay? The worship services that we have, God is already there. We are not the prime movers of whether or not God shows up to our worship services. All right? We turn our hearts to perceive him we turn our hearts to perceive Him, to welcome Him, and to request His presence. You know, be more manifest amongst us. You know, many times we'll be singing, we'll be praying. Oh Lord, let Your manifest Your presence, manifest Your presence. You know, the same way that Solomon did uh, in the ded- dedication of the temple. Okay, and we're going to check that out by going to Second uh, Chronicles five, verse thirteen. Second Chronicles five, verse thirteen. Okay. All right. While you're turning there, run and get your Bible. If you don't already have it, it's important for you to read these scriptures for yourself and, and see what the Word of God is actually saying. Okay? So we're talking about the praise and worship service here, you know, us feeling that we have to usher God in. God is already there. Okay? What we're praying for is that His presence would just be more manifest and that we can actually uh, uh, experience his, his presence there actually feel his presence there this is what we're actually praying for during praise and worship at least this is what we should be thinking about this is what we should be understanding that God is there God is there amen so 2nd Chronicles 5 uh, uh, we're gonna start with verse number 13 2nd Chronicles 5 verse number 13 and it came to pass after trumpets and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. Underline that, please. Make one sound, I mean being on one accord, in, uh, in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and the cymbals and instruments of music, and praise the Lord. Now, here we are. This is a, just think about it. This is a typical worship service now where the congregation is, to, is together on one accord, and you've got the musicians playing and so forth, and you are lifting up their voices, you're singing, and you're, you're, you're praising God, maybe speaking in tongues or whatever it may be, but you're praising God, and you're just telling him telling how him much you're loving him, okay? Instruments of music and praise the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endures forever. That Then the house was filled with a cloud even the house of the Lord. Okay. So when they were doing this, underline that part, that then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord. Okay. So by benefit of the music and the praising and worshiping that was going on, it says that then the house, the church was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord. Verse 14 goes on to say, so that the priests could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the lord had filled the house amen amen hallelujah the glory of the lord had filled the house the glory of the lord had filled the house okay all right, all right. you see you see, you see this is saying that, that that they were so in heavy into this praise that, that god really just manifested himself it was not the fact that god was not there because God is omnipresent, remember? So that means that God is everywhere. It was not that God was not there, but through their praise and their worship, participating in the praise and worship there, that God just decided to manifest his presence more through what's called the glory of the Lord had filled the house. Okay, And it was so strong and so powerful there, it says that, so that the priests could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud. Amen? This was a wonderful, powerful anointing that was going on. This was a wonderful and powerful anointing that was going on okay now I'm sure there are many listeners out there that are hearing this message there in the churches i mean if you're in a especially if you're in a full gospel born again you know church and everything like that that that's that, 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 that during your praise and worship services you felt the presence of the Holy spirit that you felt the presence of God in that sanctuary i'm sure you've experienced that i'm sure you've experienced the presence of the lord when you're in your prayer closet at home by yourself i'm sure you've experienced the presence of the lord and sometimes it can be such an anointing such an, a powerful anointing and whatnot that you do you kind of get you kind of get weak in the knees sometimes and you can just feel the presence of the lord this is experiencing it's not that God was not there. God is with you right now, as I am speaking to you. God is with you right now. God is in this office of mine here, where I am speaking to you right now. God is here. Okay. It's a matter of not whether or not we are experiencing His presence and know how to to feel and experience His presence and just knowing that He's there. Amen. Amen. So there's a good point right there of a wonderful worship service there when Solomon was dedicating uh, was dedicating the temple there. God doesn't just show up in this sense you know he doesn't just show up so to speak okay he reveals himself and we perceive him he reveals himself and we perceive him as we are open to a fresh new revelation of him amen he doesn't just just just, poof show up okay he's here okay but it's a matter of uh, of him revealing himself more and more so that we can receive and and perceive him okay and so as for today as for today while you're listening to this message i want to say to you that God wants to reveal himself to you. Okay? He wants to reveal himself to you. Okay? He wants for you, us, to be in his presence. This is his desire. He wants us to be in his presence. God's presence is meant to be a regular part of all of our lives. Okay? It's meant to be a regular part of all of our lives. It's not just a time, just on Sunday for a couple of hours or what it might be, you know. Or when you're in your prayer closet, you know that God wants to be a regular part of your life. Okay, God's presence is meant to be that regular part of your life. Just as we experience the nearness of those in our in our lives every day, okay, God wants us to experience His nearness as well. Okay, you experience the nearness of those that are around me, that are around you okay if you're listening to this message with someone else you experience you are experiencing the nearness of that person that might be sitting next to you or across the room amen 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 you experience the nearness of people around you when you go to work all right if you you still are going to work and not working from home you experience the nearness of people in the store when you go shopping amen you experience the nearness of people in your family you experience the nearness of those neighbors either on your left or your, the right side of you amen so you experience that the nearness of people that are around you So the same way that we experience the nearness of those that are in our lives, God wants us in that same fashion to experience his nearness as well. Okay? Okay? And that is really, really critical to us as Christians. That is really, really critical for us as children of the living God. Amen? Amen? So, Saint, my hope today is that the presence of God is demystified a bit. Okay, you know, again, you know, so many times that we think of God as being some force, you know, floating around in the atmosphere someplace, you know, I want to demystify all of that and you understand the reality and the realness of God. Okay, and the fact that he is there with you right now. Right now, and so that we can learn how to, to increase our awareness, increase our perception, increase our, 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 our knowledge of, of the nearness, the closeness of God in our lives on a day to day, moment by moment basis. Okay? okay? And this should become a, become a regular part of every day as we set aside time to meet with Him. Okay? We need to set aside time to meet with Him. God has done so much to be close to us. Okay? He's done so much to be close to us. And it's awesome to, to think about and anticipate how, how he fills the space that we set aside for him today. Okay? How, he fit, how, how, how we set aside time today to be in his presence. Okay? To realize the fact that we are in his presence. You know? One of the most important pieces of spending time with God is experiencing his presence, as I said before. His presence is meant to be at the core of all that we do. God so hated being separated from us that he sent Jesus Christ. He gave his only begotten Son to pay the ultimate price. Okay, and just think about that. Okay, all right? It, 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 obviously, Jesus was sent to save mankind, but a part of that saving mankind was the fact that God hated being separated from us. Okay? So, therefore, he should be at the core of all that we do. Okay? The core. That means he is, the, he, he is at the center of everything that's in our lives. He's not on the outskirts. Okay, he's not not over there outside someplace like that where you bring him in for a couple of hours on Sunday. Okay, God wants to be in the core of all that you do, all that you say, all that you are. Amen. 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 And and, and he hated being separated from us so much. This is why he sent his his uh, his son to save us, to take on the sins of the world for us. And at Jesus' death, if you recall, in the accounts in, the, in, the, uh, in Scripture there of the, uh, the crucifixion there, that when he gave up the spirit there, it says that the veil in the temple was torn in two, thus signifying now that man had access to God again. Okay? Okay, man had access to God. You know, you know prior to that time that the, uh, the, uh, the temple had a veil there, a curtain, that separated the Holy of Holies, you know, from the, from the inner court there. You know, you know, and the only one that could go in there was the high priest, and then once a year. So therefore, man was not available to all mankind, okay? okay? God poured out his Holy Spirit to those select few as he chose, but God was not openly available, okay, because Jesus had to come, you, you know, you know, you know to, to, to die for our sins, thus opening the way, amen? So God wants desires to have that oneness with us. He wants us to be aware of his presence at all times, okay? Psalm 139, verses 7 and 8 says, Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I, pe- I, f- I flee from your presence? Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in shield, you are there. Amen? Amen? God's presence is everywhere. You okay? cannot deny that. Cannot deny that. Surely as there's gravity, if I drop this pen, you know, if I drop that pen, as sure as there's gravity, God's presence is everywhere. Is everywhere. He's all around you. Okay? There is nowhere you can go that he won't be with you. Nowhere. I mean, there's no situation, no conversation, there's a job, school, or there's no place in which you can't meet with God. Okay? He's around you. He's in the car while you're driving. He's on, in the car with you while you're on your way to the store. God is indeed with us. So the question is then, how do we encounter the presence of God? Amen. How do we encounter the presence of God? How do we experience his nearness? Remember I said that's what this message is about. How do we experience God's presence and how do we experience his nearness? Amen. It's not difficult. It's really not that difficult. Encountering God is is encountering God is similar to us encountering another person. Let me repeat that. Encountering God is not not difficult. Encountering God is similar to us uh, encountering the presence or an experience of being around another person. Amen. We don't seek an experience with a friend. if you have a friend? You don't think about, oh, Jesus, I'm going to call Joey today, and I'm going to seek an experience with Joey. You don't think about that. All right? You simply seek to know him or her by spending time with them. Okay, That's how you experience your friendship with someone, by spending time with that person. Okay, By spending time with them, and as a result, you wind up gaining an experience with them. Right. if you spend time with someone you, you 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 gain that experience of being with them you can't you, you can't experience being with them if you're not spending time with them amen 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 okay okay so 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 we don't seek to hear the voice of a friend okay you don't seek to hear the voice of a friend you simply engage in conversation with that friend okay you don't say well I'm going to seek I'm going to seek to to speak with uh, Mary I'm going to seek to speak with Jim Okay, you simply have a conversation with them. Okay, and as an act of wanting to know them, and therefore as a result of you wanting to know them, you hear their voice. Amen. You pick up the phone and you call them, or you go by the house to see them. If you don't think, oh, gee, I'm going to seek the voice of of, of Mary or James. Okay, you simply go and see them. All right. So the it's very similar in us, you know, in seeking and encountering the presence of God. The only thing about seeking God that makes it different, okay. The only thing about seeking God that makes it different is that He is spirit. God is spirit rather than flesh, the basic difference. And the difference in seeking another, your friend or anyone else, or seeking to, to have an experience with them it is, it is the fact that that person is flesh and God is spirit. And God is spirit. Go to John uh, 4. John to 4. John chapter 4, verse 20. John chapter 4, verse number 20. Praise the living God. John chapter 4, verse number 20. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain. This is where he's talking to the woman at the well. Jesus talking to the woman at the well. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and you say, that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh where you shall neither in this mountain, nor yet at Jerusalem, worship the Father. You worship you not what you you, you worship you know not what. You worship you know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is. When the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth True worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Please underline that, please. True worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the far Father seeketh much to worship him. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a Spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Underline Verse 24. God is a Spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth, okay? Right? So now, the, this is, the, these are the guidelines here that Jesus is laying down that he's telling this woman here, amen? So to say that we must worship God in spirit means that it must originate from within, from the heart, okay? Worshipping God from the, in the spirit means that that, 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 that deep in our, in our spirit, deep in our heart, you've got to desire to worship God. This can't be something that just is an add-on. It can't be a formality. You know? It can't be, be, be merely uh, 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 you know, a part of the service. Okay? It has to be motivated by your love for, for God. It has to, to, to be motivated by the fact that you know who God is. You recognize and you realize what God has done in your life. You recognize and you know what God has done for you over the many years. Maybe something recently as a few weeks ago or a few months ago where God brought you through a situation that just was, oh my gosh, it was mind-boggling. You know, you were into something that was really, really deep and you didn't know how to dig your way out of it. You were really, really struggling and wondering, oh Lord, how am I going to get out of this mess? And the Lord just came through and bailed you out. And because of the fact that God has shown you repeatedly how he's there in your life and what he's doing for you that you, you just love God so much and you're so thankful for him, that you're worshiping him in spirit because it's deep from your heart deep from in, within your spirit and for and 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 deep from the love that you have for God amen the love and the gratitude for all that he is and all that he has done okay worship cannot be be, be mechanical or, or simply formalistic you know okay it's ten oh seven now I gotta go worship God okay Okay. okay, the church service is starting now. I've got to go worship God. It's got to be deep from within here that you really, 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 really want to worship God. Amen? Amen. So this is what they're what saying, that God must be worshipped in spirit and in truth. Okay? And this worship, however, it must also be in truth. Okay? Okay? It must be in truth. Now, this is easy, easier for us to understand, for it obviously means that our worship must conform to the revelation of God in Scripture. Okay, of God in Scripture. It must be informed by who God is and, and what He is like. Amen. We can't be worshiping we can't be, be, be worshiping in spirit from the depths of our spirits, okay? And from our heart and love, and not understand what the truth about God is. Okay? We can't be worshiping in spirit and in truth and then and, 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 and then thinking that while I'm worshiping deeply, I'm worshiping deeply because I love God so much. You know, you know, boy, God is a car. <laughs> okay. I love God. So, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God is a car. And as long as I have that car in my driveway, I will be okay. Well, there's no truth in that. <laughs> there's no truth in it at all. No truth in it at all. And by the same token, saints of God, we need to be careful to whom we, we are listening and as far as truth is concerned. There are many false prophets and many false voices out there, okay? So we got to be careful where we're placing our worship, because that worship must be also based on the truth, and that's the truth as revealed in the Holy Scriptures of God, amen, in the written Scriptures of God, as inspired, written by men, by Holy Spirit, amen, inspired by Holy Spirit, amen. So we got to be careful there, okay? Worshiping in spirit from the depths of your being, Because you love the Lord and with so much gratitude for what He's done for you and what He's shown for you—His patience, His mercy, how He's endured the things that you've done over the years, and how He's cleansed you of all the sin, saved your life uh, for eternity by giving you His Son Jesus Christ—you know—and your worship and your love for Him, okay—that's that's that's worth to be in the spirit, but it's also got to be based on truth. Okay. Not some fictitious stuff that some leader of some church or whatever, you know, has put together or some words some platitudes that some man has written down. And, you know, you know, this is the church of the car, (laughs) you know, so to speak or whatever. Okay. So worshiping in spirit, but it's also got to be in the truth. It's got to be in the truth of the Holy Scriptures. Okay. The truth with a capital T that Jesus is Lord. That Jesus died for your sins, that Jesus set you free from the dominion of darkness and sicknesses, death, that Jesus, hallelujah, is the Lord of your life. That's a truth. That's a truth. So you need to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Our worship must be rooted in and tethered to the realities of biblical revelation. Okay? Gotta be tied to it. Strongly, tightly, tied to the, 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 the biblical revelations as shown to us through, uh, through Scripture. Because of the fact that God is spirit is the very reason that we can truly know him. Now you must say, well, what does that mean? Pastor, what does that mean? Okay, the fact that God is a spirit is the very reason that we can truly know him. Scripture is clear that God is everywhere and that the Holy Spirit dwells within us. According to the word of God, God is everywhere and the Holy Spirit dwells within us. That means he dwells within you, saint of God. that means Holy Spirit is there with you. His presence is already with you. Hallelujah here. The presence is already his presence is already with you. His presence is already with you. it's already with you. Encountering him as, is as simple as taking some time to become aware of his nearness. okay? The word of God says that God is everywhere, the Holy Spirit is in us, so his presence is already here with us. The, the, the fact of the matter is that we have to become aware, aware, become aware of how close God is to us. have to become aware of how close God is with us. have to become aware that right this moment as I am speaking to you, that God is there with you. God is listening to the sound of my voice as you listen to it in the room that you're in. God is there with you. And maybe Holy Spirit that is in you is speaking to you right now. Maybe Holy Spirit that is within you is speaking to you right now that God is here. Whatever that thing is, whatever that burden is that you're carrying, God is here with you. Whatever that thing that you're worried about so much, God is there with you. Whatever that thing is that you need to be delivered from, hallelujah, God is there with you. And he wants you to become more aware Aware, aware of his nearness. Know it, saint of God. Believe it, saint of God, that God is here with you and God is there with you. God is here with me. Amen? Praise the living God. Praise the living God. So the thing is that that, that we need to become more and more aware of his, of his awareness, of, uh, of his nearness, his closeness to us. God longs for you to know him. He really does, saint. God longs, he wants deeply, wants you to know him. So great is his desire to meet with you, spirit to spirit, heart to heart, that Jesus gave his life for you. Okay? God wants to be so close to you. God wants to commune with you. And because of the fact, again, you know, after man fell, the separation was was there, it was that great. So God said, I'm going to send my only begotten son to die for the sins of man so that I can once again Be close with my people so that I can once again be close with my people. So I can once again be close with my people. God is there with you. He's there with you. He is spirit. He is spirit. He's there with you. He's omnipresent. Holy Spirit is in you. So we need 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 to simply take some time to seek God. We need to take some time to seek God. We need to, to meditate on his word. Allow scripture to fill your heart with faith. Allow the words of God, scripture to fill your heart with faith, faith and to, to make, make a space and some time to rest in God's presence. Set aside some time, Saint, to, to just rest in God's presence. Seek a place and time to simply rest in God's presence. Breathe in his presence. Let the anointing flow over you, where you are right now. Just let the anointing flow. Take time and experience his presence. Take time, take a moment, just breathe in. Breathe in his very presence. Amen, 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 amen. Need to take that time to set aside time to see him, fill your heart with the Scripture. Let him come alive in your life, so that there'll be a revelation to you of his nearness. So there will be a perceived reality of his nearness to you. you. Need to meditate on Scripture about God's presence. You. Uh, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. That's Psalm 16, 11. Let me read that again. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. Scriptures, not my word, Scripture. In your presence, God's presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand, at God's right hand, are pleasures forevermore. Where shall I go from your spirit, or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there, as I read before. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me. Your right hand shall hold me. Okay. As a matter of fact, why don't we go to Psalm 139. Psalm 139. Psalm 139, verse number seven. Whither shall I go from from thy spirit? Whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me thy right hand shall hold me. So underline that part, thy right hand shall hold me. No matter where you are, God's right hand will hold you up. No matter where you are, what you're going through, God's right hand will indeed hold you up. Amen. Exodus 33:14 says, And he said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Allow scriptures to fill you with faith to encounter God. Amen. Center your understanding of encountering God around simply seeking to know him okay if you draw near to God he'll draw near to you amen amen he's here I mean he's around you he's around you okay but don't forget don't forget again now okay okay okay, okay. we're talking about here 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 are uh, of, of, of increasing your awareness and increasing your awareness and revelation and experience of God around you God's around you, but are you aware of the fact that he's around you? Are you able to experience his presence and know that he is there? This is what we're talking about today. Amen? Amen? Allow scripture to fill you with faith to encounter God. Center your understanding of encountering God around simply seeking him, I say again. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans ten seventeen. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen? And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that the rewards, and he rewards those who seek him. Hebrews 11, 6, You can write that down. Okay? okay I, read, I read it to you, to you again. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. So if you're not having faith in God, you're not pleasing God. Okay? Remember that. If you're not having faith in God, you're not pleasing If you're having faith and you're trusting God, then you are indeed pleasing Him. Amen? Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that He exists. You've got to believe that God is. You've got to believe that He is around you. You've got to know that you know that you know that you know that God is around you and that God is indeed who He says He is. Now, it's easy for me to say that, but do you believe it? Okay? It's easy for you to hear that, but do you believe it? Amen? 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 Draw near to God, and you must believe that he exists, and also understand that he rewards those who seek him. Okay? Another scripture is, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. That's Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Amen? Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall indeed direct your path okay. We need to make space like I said before, to rest in god's presence we need to make time to rest in god's presence ask god to to show you how to abide in him remember I said the word abide" means to live in him, okay you live and you exist in him, okay he desires to make yourself uh, he desires to, to make himself known to you all throughout your day. God wants you to know him all throughout the day, to experience his presence all throughout the day, not just on Sunday for a couple of hours. God wants to be involved in everything you are doing. He wants to be involved in your life, intimately involved in your life. I told you, you heard me say again about cutting a, a, a You know, I pray, Lord, help me to cut this so I don't cut too deep into the cuticle and, you know, create a problem on my finger. I mean, something as small as that. There's nothing too mundane or too boring for God to be involved in in your life. He's interested in you. Make no mistake about he's interested in you. Amen. Nothing is too mundane or too boring for God. His desire is to be with you. Another scripture to remember is James 4 verse 8. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. I said that before. Draw near to God. King James says, draw nigh. It means to draw near to God, and he'll draw near to you. I mean, he's there with you, but the drawing near is meaning that I want to experience you, Lord. I want to perceive your presence. He's there, but I want to perceive your presence. Talk to me, Lord. Touch me, Lord. Give me a fresh anointing for this day, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. As I go forth, Lord, I've got this meeting coming up, or, or I've had this bill to pay, Lord. I've got to go see so-and-so. I've got to go to my in-law's house, or whatever it may be. Lord, be with me today. I know you're here, but give me a fresh anointing. Lord, Lord go with me. Go with me. And God will make his presence known to you. You will know beyond a shadow of a doubt. John uh, 15, 4 says, abide in me and I in you. And again, the word abide means to love, to live, <laughs> to live in. Okay, abide means to live in. You know, I go to my mother-in-law's house and I take my suitcases and my toothbrush and my PJs and all like that. You know, she may say, oh boy, okay, here comes Mike. He's coming to live with me. He's moving in. Okay, if I go to visit, I don't take my suitcase and my toothbrush and so on like that. I simply go and say hello. We, we, we uh, visit for a while and then I leave. Okay, well, this is what we do many times with God. We go and we visit a couple of hours on Sunday. You go to visit him. Then all during the week, you're living the life of a hellion. You're doing this and you're doing that and so on like that. Then come the next Sunday, then you go to visit him again. Okay? Try abiding in him. Try living in him. Realizing that God is around you every moment, every second of your existence. And that you're living your life for him. You're seeking his guidance. You're asking the Lord, take me here, get me here, get me there. This fear that is going on in my life, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, spirit of fear, because my Lord has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power of and a sound mind. Lord, give me the strength to do what I need to do, to get me to where I need to go. Lord, go with me, because you know he's there. But give me, reveal to me your presence. Let me experience your presence, knowing that you are here. Let me feel and experience your presence, knowing that you are here. Let me feel and experience your presence, knowing that you are here. Amen. 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 And so, in in closing, you know, just one more scripture. Uh, so we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. One John four sixteen. There's another abide. Set a use of the word abide. So in closing here, once you begin consistently, consistently encountering God's presence you will find that it becomes easier and easier to set aside that time and that space to meet with God once you start doing it on a consistent basis. So many Christians are are, are, calling, uh, are calling the time that they spend reading the Bible the time they spend with God without actually encountering Him. Okay? All right. So many times I've heard people say, okay, I'm going to spend some time with God. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go down and, I'm, and, and uh, I'm going to read the Bible. This is what they call spending time with God. Yeah, but that's not really spending time with God. You're reading his word, yes, but it, spending some time with God is when you start actually encountering him. When you start actually encountering him, and interfacing, if you will, with him. Where you actually start experiencing his presence. Okay? Where you're actually basking in his glory. Let the glory of the Lord fill your place. Let the glory of the Lord be around you right now. Let the glory of the Lord fill your space so that you experience his presence. So he can reach out and just touch you and speak you and just give you the peace that maybe you so desperately need right now. Let the glory of the Lord fill your space in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, just don't make reading the Bible your quote unquote time with God. We preach as Christians that that, that Jesus is alive, our faith hinges on that fact, yet we go so long without encountering our God who is alive and present. If we're not really still not regularly encountering and meeting with God, the God that we serve, we are living and preaching actually a false gospel Amen. in our lives. Amen. Amen. If you're not seeking God and spending time with him and experiencing his presence, then you're missing out greatly. You're greatly missing. The, the, the truth of, uh, of who and what you are in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. God's presence is meant to be encountered. It's meant to be. That's his desire. Okay, He is present. He's near. He's active. And he's full of love for you. He's so full of love for you. May your time spent with him be marked by his satisfying presence as you experience, experience the transforming power of encountering the living God every single day, every single day. I suggest you read, uh, go to Psalm 16, Psalm 16. just read Psalm 16. It's an awesome psalm. Awesome. And you'll see so much there that means so much to you as a child of God. Amen. God is an awesome God. I pray in the name of Jesus that you really, really learn by seeking God to experience His presence, to feel His touch, to know that He is there as He's there with you now. Amen. Amen. I so pray that this message has touched you and has been a blessing to you and if it has been a blessing to you, then, then, then give the, the links to this uh, ministry uh, to someone that you love, even someone that's giving you a hard time. You know, God wishes us to pray for those that are giving us a hard time also. Amen. But the, uh, we can reach that www.genesis1.sermon.net. Genesis1.sermon.net. Upper right-hand corner of the page, there you'll see a subscribe button. Press on that subscribe button, then you'll be notified automatically when these podcasts are made available. Amen. Amen. So I pray that you're blessed by this message and pass it on to someone else in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you so much, O Lord, for this time that we've had with you. In the name of Jesus, O Lord God. We pray, O Lord God, that our eyes are opened, O Lord God, that we can really come to seek your presence and to understand your presence, O Lord God. We know that you are here with us, O Lord God. Help us, O oh Lord God, to move forward in the name of Jesus, to, to seek that special time with you, and let us become more aware. Teach us to be more aware and experience your presence in us and around us, O oh Lord. This we pray in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I bless these people. I pray that they keep these words they've heard today deeply, deeply rooted in their spirit, so that these words cannot be stolen away when trials or tribulations come their way in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord God, let them always reach out to you. Let them learn to abide in you as you abide in us. We thank you, Heavenly Father, and we praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God, praise God. I pray that you go forth and be blessed and do all things knowing that God is with you, okay? God is with you. He's here with you right this moment. He will be with you throughout the balance of the day. Go forth knowing that above all things that Jesus is Lord. Amen.